Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 121, like the tragedy of Macbeth. Hello and welcome to Ye Old Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Hail, Thane of Cawdor. The bard himself, Brother Lucas in the back. Out damn spot. <laughs> and a Shakespeare superfan, Lodge Mistress Billy. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked. This way comes. Oh, shit. Here we <laughs> go. Welcome, me lady. Here we go, y'all. <laughs> Strap in. It's Shakespeare Night on the Lodgecast. Tonight's movie is The Tragedy of Macbeth, directed by Joel Cohen without his bro. How do we feel about that? I think Ethan's just wasn't into doing it, and he's just like, I mean, they'll be, I'm sure they'll be back in the next one together, but. Sure. I hope so. I feel yeah. Ethan was the heart and humor of the two, maybe. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's really Who hard knows? to say. Well, tonight's sure to be a laugh riot. You got <laughs> Denzel, Francis McDormand. Who else? Who else? Is, I don't even know. A bunch of scary British or Irish yeah, UK sure. actors with interesting faces. It's stark black and white cinematography. Ooh, I didn't know that. We were going to see it last night in the last theater that LA has for it, which I'm sure was going to be screen 13, the haunted screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then Brother Zach, clutch move, he let us know that there was a one night only revival in IMAX, IMAX. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So we postponed one evening just to get smacked fully in the face and not only image. And not only that, but when I checked my calendar... I realized that tonight is literally the night 10 years ago when I saw Roman Polanski's Macbeth at the American Cinematheque Egyptian Theater wow. where I had a panic attack from the movie and I had to leave. Like I couldn't, fin what? I couldn't finish on it. Something? I, I, no, no. I, I showed up late. There was a double feature. It was Knife in the Water first. I missed that. It was like a Thursday night. I got there for the start of Macbeth, which I had seen before and owned on DVD. Mm. And I went up to the mezzanine. It was maybe like 20 to 30% to capacity. The movie started. It was it was going along great. And then all of a sudden, got like really like freaked out and I had to leave. Whoa. Mm. You think wow. it was maybe a ghost up in the mezzanine that was haunting I you? I don't know, but it was so dread inducing. Mm. Like, like I actually got rid of the DVD and I haven't watched it since. <laughs> yeah. Oh, superstition. Seth gave me the Blu-ray and I watched it again last night. Mc Polanski's Macbeth, the one I grew up on. Um, my, my high school English teacher, God bless her, Mrs. Rintala, showed it to us nice. in high school and Damn. have loved it ever since. And uh, it's still three and a half bones and... 
really held up well the other night. You so didn't have a panic attack though. I had no panic. A lot of a lot of uh, guilt and bloodshed. He watched but... it on his phone though. Like well, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I watched Classic. it big. I watched it big. Uh, Milster, what do you expect out of tonight? Do you know mm. anything, or do you have any no. expectations? I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting, right? Because Francis is not who I would think would be Lady Macbeth. I feel like she's going to bring kind of an earthiness to it, kind of a. <laughs> I don't want to say like a drudgery kind of, but like in a good way. Like she's very grounded. She's very of the earth. Like no, nomadic. I would have cast yeah. her as one of the witches. Me in the too. Opening. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. But like to see her as Lady Macbeth will be interesting. But the witches, man, I played a witch. Really? And mm. yeah, the witches have all the great lines. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, they really do. <laughs> Boil and toil. Double, toil, double, toil and trouble. It. Fire, burn, cauldron, <laughs> bubble, baby. Fair as mm. foul and foul as fair as right now. Hover through the fog and fill the air. Yes. Bring it. Dropping the mic on that one. <laughs> uh, is this, where does this stand in the pantheon of Shakespeare plays for you guys? Like, is this mm. one of your faves or is it in the middle? Where is where is it? This is definitely one of my favorites because I know Orson Welles was on a hot run after Citizen Kane with the Magnificent Ambersons and The Stranger and then Lady from Shanghai. And then he did Macbeth uh, in 1948. And, and that also I had a bootleg DVD of that I got online <laughs> that was really good in its own way. And I sent Bishki the link for the the one that has Portuguese subtitles, it's on YouTube. You should all check it out. It's definitely worth watching as well. Yeah, I will watch it. Yeah, no, it's high. This one's high up there for Shakespeare because it's the one I know most, I think. Like, right. It's the one that was taught multiple times to me in high school and college, and I love it. What about you, Milster? I mean, anything with a witch, you got me. I, <laughs> this is, And this also has, like, great, like, I mean, just lots of great um, drama and scenes and guilt. And and I and I wrote, like, my my um, thesis paper on Macbeth. I don't remember anything about it oh, other wow. than it was all about sleep and about how sort of, like, the, mm. the effects of how if you don't sleep, it drives you crazy or something. Mm-hmm. And, and he sort of says, sort of alludes to that in the text. I'm sure he says it out straight out. we got to dig that thesis off a of floppy no, disk. That's why I it sleep is so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what happens in IMAX. What are these one-night-only revival people in the theater going to be like? It's a pretty big crowd from the um, really? seating arrangement. Like, yeah, people are coming out. Well, we're sitting in the back corner again to dodge that Omicron. Witches and murder. I'm ready. Let's do this, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. have given suck and know how tender tis to love the babe that milks me we are back <laughs> from the tragedy of macbeth but before we talk about it Bishy, what's that shot? Rotten tomato power hungry macbeth sets his sight on the scottish throne after receiving a prophecy from three witches period <laughs> 
Whoa. Yes. When your story is that bulletproof, that's all the schnapps you need. All right. Well, first things first, we saw this in the IMAX and it was well attended. Yeah. Busy night. I thought it was Discount Tuesday night for a sec, but But it wasn't. People were ready for some Macbeth. They heeded the call of the special one night only presentation. Teens were there. Teens were learning about the language and they were rowdy right up until the movie started and then they yeah. were dead silent. <laughs> yeah, everyone uh, was were, dead silent. I was kind of worried yeah. about the rowdiness because I was like, man, how can you pump the brakes on that for this movie? So everybody holds their breath at the beginning when you're leading up to the movie. You know, it says silence your cell phones, don't text, don't post. And then it says IMAX and then... Kidman appears. Thank Christ. <laughs> the heel. The stiletto heel in the puddle. And we failed to mention in our Scream episode, but people were very warmly receiving the Kidman short film. The yeah. original yeah. cut. The full cut. It's not the full cut. It's, it's, the thir- it's a 30 second cut. It's but- cut down, but they... Added the movie line back in. Yes. The they heartbreak. A- they added... The heartbreak line, yeah. They re-added Heartbreak Feels Good in a Place Like This. Heartbreak Feels Good in a Place Like This. By popular demand, they did so. And the fans are thanking them for it. They clap, they applaud. Tonight, it was like triple, triple yeah. the enthusiasm. It's gaining. She shows She shows up. She walks into that classic puddle. She takes to the theater, and people are joyous. They are roused from their seats. Did you catch what they yelled at the very end of it, though? I couldn't hear what someone said. Yes. The guy said, yay, movies. Oh. Got it. Because it's an advertisement for the place that you're already at. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yay movies. So, yeah, people were excited. People even were going off on the IMAX intro. Countdown, yeah. People were losing their minds. And then, boom, when the movie started, nothing. Pin drop. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Could hear, could hear a pin drop. Ideal audience Respect, for this. yeah. So, Millstreet, you got your witches. You got yeah. your witches. What did you think? I mean, I I was at first I was a little bit like, where are my three witches now? Mm-hmm. Did you I see? I wanted all three. Did you see the witch standing and the two others no, no, reflected no, I, in the I pool? I did, but but that came a little late because sure. you know the be- I mean I liked the beginning and I really liked those birds and yes. I that was creepy. It really was creepy. cool. Like the, I I ended up really really liking what they did with the witches. Actually, are they all played by the same person? It seemed like it to me. It's kind of hard to tell because you can only see the face of the main witch. Seemed like a single actor portraying all the voices. They can or twist all the their body. It was a contortionist. Which was yeah. cool. Yes. Very cool. Oh, man. I just wish that they had shown me the three right up top. Sure. Like at the lake, I would have liked to have started there. Okay. But, you know, but but yeah, that, that scene, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to jump there. The, the second time he sees the witches, which is like the the, the scene that like, you know, as the actor in, in class and stuff is when you do the double, <laughs> the, the throw the cat bat and the this and the that into the thing. <laughs> is that a quote? I, <laughs> when she throws in all the ingredients. That was the coolest I have oh. ever seen that or imagined that or anything. It that was, was cool. That was great. The, the floor becomes the cauldron. Oh, and I love that. And he hallucinates 
that he is just sitting at the edge of this giant pool of a cauldron and he sees visions in the cauldron and he scoops water out of it and the visions transfer into the puddle in his hand. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, oh man. Just amazing. So black and white cinematography, 4-3 mm-hmm. on an IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. That's something to see. The very first image is just blinding white square on the screen yeah. and the birds appear circling overhead. I thought visually it was it was incredible. I, I mean, you have these very spare, angular, geometric sets that seem to go on forever, like these long shadows, huge corridors. What did you guys think of that stuff? Yeah, it was like, it's like Bergman meets Orson Welles. Like, it was really going for the... The black and white, like old, you know, 4-3 format, um, you know, very expressionist. I loved it. Hothead, were you able to remain calm during this screening? Yeah, yeah. I was pretty neutral. Yeah, it, kind of, it was beautiful. It's all the stuff you guys are saying, but it also kind of felt like a De Beers commercial, you know, with like Elizabeth Taylor. Remember those like shadowy commercials oh, yeah. where she's like, where, try these. These boys brought me luck, you know, but the whole commercial. Well, that's white diamonds, but ah. but it's also De Beers commercials were also in black and They're white. sparkling yeah. in them. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I mean, I did find I wasn't as entranced. I mean, there were there were cool moments. There were creepy moments that really worked with that. But I have to say, I like my Macbeth with a good castle, with some good decor, with Mm. some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got to see plants. Yeah, I need to see that, I guess. But but this one to me. It did very much feel like a play. Sure. And while there were moments of really cool and striking imagery, it, it also it got visually boring for me, just sort of seeing mm-hmm. like the very spareness of it all in those rooms and everything, because you have to really, really, really focus in on the acting then. Yeah. And, you know, while there was a lot of good acting, I'll just Uh-oh. go ahead and say Uh-oh. it. I, I didn't think Denzel and, and Francis were bringing it in the way they needed Uh-oh. to bring it. Just didn't. I, uh, I will echo some of that sentiment, especially in the early going. I was like, uh, it takes a while to warm up that cauldron. I kind of yeah felt either they were miscast or the setting wasn't helping them. You know, yeah. I thought maybe mm-hmm. if if Joel Cohen had like did a Baz Luhrmann and kept the text as as he did, but instead of you know these bare minimalist sets on a stage, it's like Nomadland. You know, it's like they're living in like an RV camping ground, mm. and it's like the whole plot is around them killing the guy who manages the campground. Better is this, already. Is this they, a live rewrite update? <laughs> Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Yes, a live Shakespeare rewrite. (laughs) (laughs) What else happens in this trailer park? Yeah, so I I, I just feel like you could definitely, you know, make it so much more visually, yeah, interesting or give it more flavor or character or, like, subtext by just literally setting it in any other time period or, or backdrop. But to go so deliberately into the the stagey theatrical play version, yeah, you're putting all your eggs in the actor basket. And yeah, to me, it didn't seem so much like a play as it, it felt like a just a long glorified short film. Because after 20, after 20 minutes, you're kind of like, okay, this is it. Like, this is it. And you could basically be flipping through your streaming apps and like, you know, come into this and, and watch bits and pieces of it. And it'll always work because yeah, like, Lodge Mistress said, it's pieces here and there, but overall, it's it's kind of boring. Yeah, you're not really into it emotionally. Yeah, Denzel... Didn't I, make me have anything close to a panic attack, like no, Polanski's version. Do you think it's because he and Francis were the only ones without an accent? 
That was not the reason. Nah, no, no. I they like it subconsciously. I mean, they like passion. Into. They like passion. Like, like. I feel like why do we care if two old people fuck it up? You know, like they're old. <laughs> like they're fucking old. They fucked it up, and well, that's that. But I'll, if they, but if they had, if they were like a young, like Ryan Gosling, Eva Mendes couple, they, they needed to be younger. And they, and they, I and agree. they got their whole mm-hmm. lives ahead of them, and it's like, oh, did they fuck up? That's the tragedy. But for an old like. You know, a couple of campground people pooing in buckets in Nomadland, you know? Well, (laughs) to speak on the old people fucking it up, I found that I was starkly reminded of McTrump when Macbeth was calling on those assassins to kill uh, Banquo. I was getting that vibe from him. And that was that was a very interesting new thread to put on just this power corrupting this guy but he doesn't want to get his own hands dirty so he gets these field folk to do his work for him i would have picked a couple different guys (laughs) (laughs) well i would have loved to see you as lady Macbeth as well milster i could have seen you do some of those roles i don't know about that i think I, i really think you need someone who has an incredible sexual power and potency like you need somebody with with that kind of power I stand by my statement well well, (laughs) but I mean like I don't know maybe you need like I don't know who you need I mean is it like an Angelina Jolie type is it like I thought she was great you guys are crazy I thought eventually they they picked up their um I just thought they were so nonchalant like the killing of the king yes, is Bishke. so nonchalant. Huge, it was a huge deal that they did not even get yeah. that upset well, about. I, I so mean, much better I think than this, the plans I think this falls on the writer-director, uh, Joel Cohen's shoulders, because he was the one editing and adapting the original source text to, to fit his vision or his version I of was this. chilled. I found it chilling. And no, but I think he, he, he botched it because really, like, yeah, he's supposed to be corrupted by the witches, but really his wife is the one pulling the strings, and then they start to go crazy. But as it is now, it feels like they're always crazy from the get-go. Like, it just, there's like, there is no turn. It's just there's like- no turn. Turn, which is what I was going to say. Yeah, they're totally like bonkers from the beginning. Well, the turn feels like it happens right after the murder. Well, no, but here's where the turn, where here's the turn I missed, which is he seems like a kind of a regular guy, a cool guy. And then, you know, he gets this thing from the witches and then it's like, it's like the, the ambition turn is the turn we miss. Sure, sure. They, you know they what like I mean? Cut that out. Yeah, and I remember them saying like, oh, we have to kill the king because he's going to do something bad soon. Like, we got to like stop yeah. him before he Right, he that would have helped. And like, we completely missed that in this version. And I'm like, man, do we are we missing other scenes? Because I'm not totally well we versed. We must make the statement that this movie is a spry hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. It's thank a full, you. It's a full, thank you. Well, God. Full, it's, a, God. it's a full 45 minutes less than Polanski's version, which helps and hurts it. Like, it hurts it, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, we always bless the movie gods when we have a sub House of Gucci runtime. But... I feel like, yeah, like this ambition turn that you guys are talking about. And for me, particularly, I think Bishki was at the bathroom. It's not necessarily a blooper, but <laughs> it's the scene where where we meet Macduff's wife and children. Like that scene was rushed. Yeah. That, that shit is devastating. Oof. But they move past it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Why even photograph it? Yeah. <laughs> that it's like, okay, it's it's fucking horrendous, but it, it's treated kind of as an afterthought when they could have really dug into that. 
and we could have really felt that. Yeah, I was like, how did I miss that? I was only in the bathroom for like, you know, 30, oh, yeah. like a three minutes and it was yeah. done. And it's when, because when, they packaged it all within your bathroom break. When yeah. they threw that kid into the mist... You laughed. I laughed because I was like, it looks like he was like an Alka Seltzer being dropped into a glass or something. I was wondering why you laughed at that. I was just like, cold blooded. And then. That kid was a terrible actor. Okay. I I love their scene, but he was terrible. I wasn't going to call it out, but the kid, the kid needs a few more lessons. That was not the best performance in the film. But you also laughed when Sweet Macbeth got his head removed from his body. That was a that was a gore laugh. That was a laugh of like bravo, <laughs> you know, of like well done. Like head I, and blinked, crown, I blinked and I missed it. I was like, wait, what fly. happened? What happened? And then I was, was like, cool. oh, his head got cut off. I, I I thought it was funny because it was cool. No matter why you laughed, the net result for everybody in the theater was head slice. <laughs> <laughs> They knew. They, they knew it was cool. They knew it was, it was a, a gore laugh. They knew it was a cool gore laugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they did. Oh, man. Listen, I will tell you this. They, and I could have used more of this, Macbeth was a damn fine soldier. You know, he killed Equalizer. that dude. Like, that came into the... the, the Macbeth <laughs> I thought he yeah, was yeah. badass. He was, ba- he was he badass. Was which Awesome. That was so cool. I could have used more of that. He was like the high school janitor just beating up like the the bad boy in the parking lot. But is Macbeth a badass? I don't know. I mean, Denzel's a badass always. Well, I think that's the whole thing is that he is a good soldier. He is, yeah. Like because that's what they're they're saying in the beginning. That's why he gets the other Thane title or whatever the Thane of Cawdor. Yeah, because he's such a good leader and soldier. So he is a good soldier. A couple more action scenes would have done you right. I mean, or yeah, I mean, even the way he killed the king more witches was cool. scenes. It was creepy. Yeah. yeah. I want to see where the witches And and dwell. I loved the scene with um Francis, and I did think she did a good job in this in this part, where she was sleepwalking. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like it when she spoke, but but her <laughs> face was awesome. Makeup and, and like, everything, yeah. This wasn't the role for her. I think she's an amazing actor. I don't know if she's like great at Shakespeare. This was just not the role for her, but she was not my favorite. I still love her and think she's amazing. But that was a creepy, creepy scene. I loved it. I thought all the actors around Denzel and Francis were pretty good. Yeah. You guys, you guys are crazy. I mean, yeah, they weren't yelling. They weren't passionate. They weren't young. But it was it was still disturbing. Like initially I heard Denzel speak and I'm like, uh, is this right? Uh but then as I settled into it, he does give you an in to the world because he does feel like when he speaks, it's it's in this kind of every man cadence. Sure. I don't think you have to be like pounding the words as this, you know. But like I think you've got to be like like having a bit more so, like a bit more range. There's something sure. that's missing from Denzel. I could I could see the range comment, but mm-hmm. uh, by no means did I think they were both miscast. I I enjoyed their performances greatly. It feels like Frances McDormand pulled a Lady Macbeth on her husband director Joel Cohen by convincing him to make this play into a movie starring her. And he was like, okay, honey, who should we get to act opposite you? She's like, Denzel Washington. And he was like, but my brother Ethan doesn't want to do it. She's like, well, fuck your brother. You're doing it. And I'm going to get producing credit. Same card. This will put an end to your career. Oh, man. Was there any humor? Nah. Not really. Nah. We, had, we had Steven Root 
talking about yeah. boners a little bit. Did he have an accent? Uh, ooh, he, he did something. <laughs> he's just Bill Dotry. There's, there's not much humor in the play, so you can't really. Yeah, it's no Hamlet. No, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, what did you want? You want Eric Andre to show up or something? <laughs> like, it's. I wanted the humor of life. Maybe that's just not in Macbeth. I don't know. No, it's dark. It is. It's pretty dark. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like why you found the humor where you could when that kid got thrown <laughs> into the fire like an <laughs> Elsa <Elka> Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the the woman from Last Crusade. Right? It means all right. Well, I'm curious. Let's go with them Shakespearean bones. I can feel it in my bones. Who's got the toil and trouble in this car? Uh, let's start. Let's start with uh, the hothead. What's your opening salvo? Ah, uh, first to bone. First <laughs> to bone. First to bone. Watching this film tonight with you all, uh, it felt like we were at a play. Like it really did feel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. this was like Broadway theater. And I think that might have been Joel Cohen's like, you know, initial idea. Like, hey, let's bring a Broadway show of this to people in Sheboygan or Skokie, <laughs> you know, that can. I'm sure that was his intent. Because yeah. because I was like, I was like asking myself, like, why isn't this a play? Because it basically is. And then I realized, oh, it's probably because. Denzel and Francis are too old to memorize all this on stage, so they have to shoot it so they can cut the performances together. That's that's probably why. Blasphemy. Um, And backseat. Yeah, and I I just feel like this is the year uh, for all these like pretty rote, basic remakes uh like west side story nightmare alley like these did are, you uh, hey did you see west side story in the theater yeah all right yeah he gave it two bones this just makes me want to revisit you know orson wells's version roman polanski's version there was even an independent film in 2001 called scotland pa about a guy working at like a burger shack like in the 1970s and his wife is like hey you got to kill the manager and take over the restaurant and Christopher Walken played Macduff. He was like Whoa. the he was like the detective that's gonna like bring him down. Detective Macduff. I don't remember liking it at the time, but then again, I was like an angry film school brat. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> not, not my, like now. My point is, is yeah, this 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 film, yeah, didn't really work for me. And gosh, Brother Ben would probably kill me if I gave this one and a half bones. Oh, he's gonna kill you. So I'm gonna you. bump it up a half a bone no, for, that wi- for that for that witch lady. You're witch, afraid of Brother the, the, Ben. The witch lady was great. I thought there was a more witch. Or if the whole movie was told from the witch's perspective, it'd have been four bones, but I'll give it two bones for the witch. Wow. Okay. All right. Brother Ben, you've struck fear in the heart of this young man. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, mine wife. Okay. This is a hard one to give bones to because there's so much to really love about it. It is what we call a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And it is the fact that I love uh, Francis. I respect Denzel. I do think Denzel's gotten more tired. He he's <laughs> mopey. He's just a bit more of a tired Shuffling. actor. You know, I mean, it's like I still respect him. I still am, and I think he did a good job. But the thing is, is I expect excellence. If you're gonna just put me in a stark atmosphere, black and white, very little set, you better f and wow me with some performances. And they did not wow me. Mm. But the witches, the witch stuff was so cool. Yeah. There was some genuinely creepy stuff in this uh, film. And I love that. Uh, so 
I know I really don't want to give it a very high score. Mm. I thought to myself at one point, oh, this would be so nice to sleep to because wow. it just is like cool and I could sleep to it. But I don't know. I, I think I'm going to, I feel, I feel like I need a bend bump as well. I need no. some kind of a bump. <laughs> guys. I really just want to give it two, but because of the prestige of Shakety Shake, and you know there was some really good acting in it. I like that guy who was like the like the Disney villain. Sure, um, he was really good. Almost Jude Law, bug eye Jude Law. I will give it two and a half. Two and a the half. Ben, brother Ben bump. It's a brother Ben bump, y'all. <laughs> what is going on here, Jesus? <laughs> All right, brother Bishki, don't be afraid. No, they're being a little harsh in the backseat. Yeah, um, come on. This is. I'm really glad we saw it in the IMAX theater. Oh, this, yeah. fuck yes. This looked absolutely mm. gorgeous mm -hmm. in black and white. Um, laser. Joe Cohen plus Shakespeare, what could go wrong? And uh, not much. I mean, yeah, the performances of Denzel and Francis didn't knock it out of the park. And, and I was like, well, how can this improve on? Because Polanski is what I just saw. This did go in a different direction, but you do, you know, once you finally get on the Shakespearean wavelength. It takes you a while to tune in. Yeah. And once the actors get into it, then it's a very entertaining one hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I do think it's not as good as Polanski's. I just love everything that's real and gritty and bloody. And this one is a solid, beautiful black and white version. Three bones. Three bones from Brother Bishki, bringing the love and light to the front seat. I'm right there with you. Uh, again, this is the very definition of a handsomely mounted production. These performances are not what I would call electric, but they were very interesting to me. And I was constantly intrigued throughout. I thought that the Macduff family scene was rushed. That kid was unfortunate. But <laughs> a lot of ways. Th that's about my only complaint. So if that's all I got, I got to give it three and a half. I mean, come on. Three, three and, and a half. half? I enjoyed the shit out of this. You guys wow. are nuts. You guys are harsh. Lodgemaster, we've never differed on this in such a way. <laughs> why Especially am I, with the Shakespeare. Why am I on the high end of the Shakespeare? Because you haven't seen the Polanski version. And, you gotta see the Polanski maybe version. Maybe you haven't seen enough theater. I, I'm with Lucas in that I feel like this could have been Now they're just saying I haven't seen enough theater, so I don't get it. I don't get on a stage I don't easily, get how so, bad this is, because I haven't you know. seen enough theater. Yeah, right. Fuck know. that. We'll shut that right down. <laughs> <laughs> 3.5. Zach's on my side. Bravo, oh, Joel. I don't know. Ben's loving it. Fair is foul, and foul is fair. <laughs> That's it, y'all. Love and light. Love and light. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. I heard my BFF Lucas was planning on one boning the tragedy of Macbeth, and I thought I should probably call in and offer a different perspective. Let, let's just say maybe you're even um, debating whether to watch this movie or not. Maybe you think you're not a Shakespeare person, and I, you know, I, I don't consider myself a Shakespeare person. Maybe you saw the preview and thought, it looks too fussy, it looks too formally fussy, and um, I would counter by saying this. The reason you should watch this movie is the casting of Denzel and Francis uh, as 60-year-old Lady Lord Macbeth makes for uh, an interpretation of the text I never really considered before. It makes it very interesting, very different. 
Uh, but really the one v- reason I would say is, you know, I always go back to the great Werner Herzog who once said that the eye is bored and it is our job as filmmakers to create new images. And at the very least, this movie presents images that are pretty striking, pretty wonderful to look at uh, at home or in the theater. And so just for that reason, I think it's absolutely worth watching. And this is an easy, easy three bone movie for me. You'd better hope and pray that you make it safe back to your own world. You'd better hope and pray that you'll wake one day in your own world. Cause when you sleep at night, they don't hear you cry. Through the fog and fill the air. Yes. Bring it.